Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are locked into episode 180, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. Two guys that have never met in real life doing a podcast together. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. How you doing? Happy uh, Tuesday. Is it Fat Tuesday? Is today Fat Tuesday? It would be, I guess, Fat Tuesday. I think it is, right? Too. Isn't isn't Mardi Gras today? Well, yeah. The, the yeah. Start. That's, yeah. That's, that, that's what Mardi Gras means, right? Fat, is, is, is I don't fat really Tuesday? know. I think I so. I have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. And uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're doing this on the fly. If it sounds a little different uh, to anybody that listens regularly, a little weird, it's because uh, different microphones, different locations, different uh, different haps going on here. Uh, I am uh, currently sitting at the Gaylord Hotels, uh, Gaylord, I guess, Resort, Gaylord Resort something or other, they call it, in Nashville, Texas. No, not Nashville. No, that's in Tennessee. 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 You keep thinking you're in Texas for some reason. I keep thinking Dallas for some reason. Yes, yeah. Uh, Because when you do some business travel, I was having a conversation with somebody this morning here about this. When you do business travel and people start talking about stuff, uh, a lot of times I remember the inside of buildings. You know, I I can kind of remember a a ballroom or a conference room or maybe a restaurant that you went to, that sort of thing. But then they're like, and you know, you start talking about where it was at, and I'm like, I don't know, it was Denver, maybe I don't know, Dallas, it was somewhere. I, I was there. I'm not sure where it was, but you're inside a lot of these things, is what I'm getting to. It's a business. Uh, oh, right. Conference. So you you lose track of space and time and where you are, and that's right. And this all place. Yeah, this place is this Gaylord thing is is a big all included all inclusive sort of uh, monstrosity of a place where uh, they have multiple restaurants an inner courtyard. There's a river thing that wanders through it. There's a spa. There's a uh, I haven't been over there yet, but there's some sort of a walkway that you can get over to a place where you can actually get on a river boat. And the river boat will take you uh, up the river to the downtown area of of Nashville. It's it's a ways away. It's about ten miles from the, the 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 area in downtown nashville broadway uh, street that everybody's familiar with and i've seen the pictures of and where you know a lot of the traditional stuff is is located down there but they moved the grand old opry out of the ryman auditorium which is still a very active venue but the ryman now is not the grand old opry which is uh, you know downtown now the old grand old opry has been moved out here to the gaylord property so they've got the the Grand Old Opry out here and, and all sorts of other stuff. It's like a, there's like a, a, a sort of, if you feel like you're at a mall, sort of, you feel like you're at an amusement park, you feel like you're at a hotel, there's lots of restaurants around, they, they're, they're trying to keep you here. So it's, and then there's a big conference room. So uh, lots of conference rooms. As I walked around today, I realized that there's a convention going on for uh, CVS, the pharmacies. There's their CVS people all over. And then there's a conference of uh, Texas Roadhouse, a restaurant chain, has got a big thing going on here. Uh, and a couple of other groups, including the thing that I'm attending, which is TV related. It's the National Religious Broadcasters, which includes 
all of the people in the world, uh, at least a good percentage of them that are involved in uh, TV stuff that's uh, related to religion. So, you know, you, all your, you know, like your Joel Osteen types and uh, I don't know if Jerry Falwell is still doing his thing, but that type of programming all the way to um, uh, really small mom and pop type stuff, but it's still on the TV. And then there's also radio people here as well. So, so I, I was I was listening uh, to Howard Stern recently. Um, mm-hmm. I have satellite radio in my car for like a three-month trial like it's like the car companies and satellite radio knows that i bought a car used because i bought it from a dealership i guess i don't know so they must have the vin because they must have they must be in bed with whatever anyways i'm listening to howard stern and um they were talking about one of the stations that he used to work for i think it was like in boston or or at least one that may have carried him when he was really one of the biggest entertainment jock jock DJs in radio. Yeah. And he, it, I, I think it was like maybe WBCN or whatever. I think it was like a big Boston rock station. You know, it may have changed formats and whatever. Uh, or it could have been the one in DCA. Right? I mean, in uh, Washington, D.C. And, and anyway, it, apparently it's a religious station now. And then Robin Quivers chimed in that... N- 95.5 WPLJ in New York, which was somewhere between top 40 and adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. And it was like Scott Shannon eventually went over there from Z100, which is the top thing. She said that that's a, uh, a you know, Christian radio station as well. And I'm like, well, what? No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't turn on terrestrial radio. Sure enough, I immediately switch over from satellite, put it on FM radio, and it was actually tuned into 95.5. Like, I don't listen to FM radio. And sure enough, they're like, what's that song? What's that? It sounds kind of like a country pop song, mm-hmm. but it's like, mm-hmm. I see him, believe. I'm like, hold I two songs. Yep, that's a, yeah, look at that. And apparently, they, I can't remember what they paid for it, but it was like like maybe one station, I think they said, and I'm sure you can look it up, it's like they paid $10 million or whatever, and I was like, holy shit, that's probably kind of brilliant. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, it kind of makes sense because it's, you know, and, and I'm on like the satellite radio app and i and i gave it to my girlfriend you know to Susie, my person whatever mm-hmm. i gave her the login because she listens to pandora to spotify whatever and then i realized oh shit satellite radio bought pandora and the app has so many more music stations than the satellite has you know so it's like because you're dealing with you you're going to try to reach people every, there's a netflix branded station on on satellite radio like net, the Netflix is a joke kind of thing. So they have like a comedy station. So, right. So they kind of came in and did a deal with satellite, you know, with Sirius XM or sure. imagine, you yeah. know, so, so you're down there. What do you, you're trying to sell them on what information? Yeah. Like the, so the, the thing that you do with, uh, the guides, the TV guides and the, 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 the guide stuff. So what's going to happen in the next, well, about in July of, of 2021. So about 14 months from now is any, any company that has a TV station there are in a lot of markets, there's what's called class a stations. Those are the big full power, you know, the ones that we're all familiar with uh, regular, what I call regular TV stations. Then there's low power television stations across the United States. And these guys uh, don't get out as far and uh, they are typically don't carry one of the major networks. A lot of times they have these 
what in the industry are referred to as diginets. These, uh, you know, some of the, some of them have like uh, oldies TV shows, and uh, some of them feature a lot of content about women's programming, or maybe there's something. It's all cars. Everything on it's about cars or stuff like that. There's a bunch of those popping up all over, and some of them are religious. And that's why these guys are down here. And so, uh, anyway, the uh, what a lot of these uh, stations are going to have to do in the next year is they have to convert over to uh, they they have to become a digital station. So if they're doing anything analog, and there's still a bunch of them out there that uh, aren't converted yet to full digital, like they required the Class A stations to do. So they have to be full digital in a year, and they also have to put out their programming information has to be available over the air so that if you get a tv you're a cord cutter and you pull up the menu system on your cord cutted tv cord cutted uh, you know you have a tv without cable uh, connected to it and you're watching mostly things on your streaming stuff but every once in a while you want to look at and see what's over the air maybe and you want to hook a digital antenna up to your tv which a lot of people don't realize you can even do but yeah sure uh, yeah so you hook up a little uh, anywhere from five dollars to you can get more expensive ones but uh, typically if you take one of those even those cheap little uh, stick on the wall type antennas and hook it up to a digital TV you'll get a good number of channels in really you know excellent quality the full 4k resolution uh, from the network right over the air uh, but if you want to see what's on TV you want to pull up you know of course you want to see okay show me your schedule so if I pull up the schedule on the menu system in my TV I want to know what that is uh, right now they're not actually required to have to broadcast that information but uh, in a year from now they'll have to have that and when it gets to that point that information would come from a company like ours so we're now you're next. one you're one of what like three big companies that do it yeah, there's three major companies that do it. There's uh, our little company. There's which is your your Titan TV, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, the TiVo Rovi people. Like so, so TV. A lot of people are are TiVo. A lot of people are familiar with them. You know, because of the boxes, the set top. Right. Boxes. They were they were a big big thing. TiVo became a verb. It's yes. like Kleenex, Xerox. You know, it became synonymous with recording TV digitally. Yes, exactly. For a, so, for a time, for a time. Yep. So yeah, so they do that, and then one of one of the Sony companies. There's a company that uh, Sony created called Grace Note, and Grace Note uh, uh, was sold off to the Nielsen Corporation, the people that do ratings mm-hmm, information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so Nielsen also does it as well through their Grace Note company. Uh, but um, at, at the end of the day, I mean, isn't it for all of your companies? I mean, yes, you're providing information, but you're also gathering information. Absolutely, and, and that that there yeah. that's where the that's where the value lies yeah. for your company to make money. Exactly. So um, I was just talking this morning to a gentleman with a company that has made it their business over the last uh, a few years, two or three years, fairly uh, fairly young company that he that he works for, but they have gone around the United States and they have basically bought up all of the distressed. TV properties. So a lot of those... Uh, what does that mean? Like a dilapidated, like a post-apocalyptic, zombie apocalypse radio station? What, it, what is that? Yeah, so say some somebody buys a TV station. It might be a low-power station. Not always. When you say low-power, do you mean like UHF? Uh, it's not like necessarily... Like old school the, or no? Kind of. It's not necessarily, necessarily on the UHF frequency. But or is a limited reach? 
the limited reach. It, it doesn't have okay. the, 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 yeah, yeah. So if you're in town, you're going to be able to see it. But if you get out of, you know, you know, you maybe somebody lives in a suburb that's, or, or an area that's 20, 30 miles away, the reception that far away is going to be sketchy. But um, in close, yes, then that, that changes uh, dramatically. And it, it Do those stations like, have, have local news or local pro- programming? They typically don't. Um, sometimes mm. they sometimes they will, but uh, typically they don't. And uh, a lot of times, like I said, they there's a bunch of these uh, what are called diginets now that are out there that they can they can get the content, they can get the programming, and sometimes um, I have uh, businesses I work with that may have uh, you know they may be on say their channel. Their channel 32 in the market. Uh, there may be a 32 one, 32 three, 32 four, 32 five. And some of them have like 10 or 12 of these little networks that they have. And so they've got RFD TV. They've got, there's one called Revan that's about cars. There's uh, all these, you know, they, they, there's one that, uh, uh, a few of them that have popped up recently uh, that are featuring um, sometimes. Sometimes it's newer content, but not always. Uh, CBS launched one recently called Dabble, D-A-B-L. You see, I feel like I've heard of Dabble, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah, so and it's it's focused mostly towards women, and it's got a lot of content that uh, Oprah Winfrey's involved in. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, this company has gone around, and they found poorly run, generally poorly run uh TV stations that perhaps the ownership or the management uh, has not done a very good job, and they uh, probably they're they're just not making any money, and they realize that the what they ha- what they did have was worth some money, and they just decided to divest themselves of it and get some money out of it and and sell it. And so these guys went around over the last uh, three or three or so years, and they bought. 235 or so TV stations in the United States. Uh, in some markets, they've got some of the full power stations, uh, and in some markets, they, they don't. They may have uh, a combination, but they've got 230 freaking TV stations. Um, now, I asked him, out of those 230 TV stations, how many uh, are, are you complying with uh, the standards that will be uh, required of you in a year and he said actually not very many we've got a bunch that are going to have to we're going to have to buy equipment for and we're also going to have to you know partake of someone's services like the kind of stuff that we do and so uh and they also have 70 or so licenses to build a TV station. They could put up a tower and, and launch a new station if they decided to, if it was lucrative enough. So they're looking at markets like uh, the what's the upside for uh, like the, the the Latino market, as an example. They're, they've got a, uh, a network that they're using that targets the Latino network and things like that. So um, there's, there's lots of possibility. Also, when this new TV standard, which I, we've talked on here about it a, a, a little bit, I spoke with him quite a bit. ATSC. Yeah, th- 3.0. Is that right? Yes, yeah. It's three, 3.0 instead of 1.0. So all TVs now are the, the version 1 of this standard, and then in about a year or so, uh, we're going to see uh, the 3.0 standard come out. Now, when the 3.0 standard comes out, TV as we know it will change remarkably. It will uh, be a lot more interactive. TV broadcasters are going to know a lot more about you. Because well, they need to. Then how can they stay in business and compete against social media platforms and all these other, you know, yeah, devices it, that track our every sure. thought? 
Yeah, and it's gonna they're gonna track your every thought even in a much greater way because uh, all that stuff's gonna get more intertwined. You're gonna see 5G, which is the telephony version of ATSC 3.0, is gonna uh, is gonna uh, do its thing. It's gonna create um, the ability for uh, broadcasters to get to you in places, you know, people are going to, you are, we're going to be watching TV and in vehicles a lot more. There's going to be a lot more of that connected type stuff because of, uh, especially with the 5g, you know, right now, like I drive around in my minivan and I've got kids in the back and, uh, I'll put on the, you know, we've got a DVD player in there. Well, that is going to be antiquated stuff in a couple of years. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, there's yeah, I don't get the whole DVD VHS ridiculous to me. It's like, "Mm, we should be done with that. Yeah, in a vehicle, it still makes sense to me, but we're going to all be streaming into into our vehicles now. We're going to be listening to podcasts, and people will be watching. Right, listening to podcasts without necessarily having a phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, because your car may have built-in connectivity of some sort. Yeah, Right, so it's like, you know, it's forget Bluetooth, which, again, which didn't really get introduced in in cars until, like, what, 2010, but it wasn't regularly in cars, cars until just, you know, three to five years ago. Yeah. I mean, pretty much every car, I don't want to say every, but most cars, you new, new cars. cars, all have Bluetooth. Yeah, and now, like I told you as we were starting, uh, that um, I have this laptop right now because I got kind of spotty internet reception in this place. I decided instead of using their uh, wireless Wi-Fi from the hotel, which was it was working okay, but I thought uh, just to be sure, I brought along with me a uh, Verizon hotspot that uh, that I had that uh, is 4G, and so I just you know fired up this little little hotspot thing, and I've got the computer hooked up to it, and I've got really excellent speed yeah so far you so far you sound pretty good you've cut out a little bit for me but the listener won't will not likely hear it right yeah so cars will have that that hot spot in the cars a lot of them are they're starting to do that already but it will be standard in in most vehicles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so we'll yes and what that will provide for the for the tv station for whoever is on the uh, other end of things is knowing full well what what your interests are and if you are at home and you think oh, i got a toothache and you start to look at phone numbers of, of dentists or or whatever they're going to know immediately what's going on and you may have uh you know somebody showing up uh, in in whatever manner to present to you uh information as to why you should see see them because they're a dentist uh yeah but i wonder does does that does that give the ability to have specific commercials reach specific households and if so like how does that work right and like what are the you know the same way you would like you and I could set up our Facebook account at the same time if we had Facebook and we're active on it and we could do this thing and we could make click on similar things to watch something but it will show us something different in our feeds absolutely i'd be watching something that you're watching and because you've expressed an interest in in whatever and i've expressed my interest in taxidermy uh, i'm going to get the commercials for uh taxidermy i don't know i just use right, but whatever it is it's, it's so yeah, i mean is yeah. it potentially the same pitch that we that you're going to be able to give them that opportunity and that in a seamless way where they don't necessarily have to think about it but they can cater to their you know yeah and then well, have a better time selling ads. 
Yeah, like for us, our side of things would be like he, we were talking this morning. When I was talking to that gentleman. He was giving an example of somebody can be watching a, a they'll be watching a TV show, and if they're like in today's environment because there's been a little uh, upheaval in the stock market the last couple of days, if somebody wanted to watch a ticker, a live ticker of the stock market, they'll be able to very easily overlay a, a market stock market ticker over the top of the tv show that they're watching and keep an eye on something if they if they wanted to and from the tv station side they'll be able to potentially sell somebody somebody will come to them and say hey i've got this great i've got this great ticker for the stock market i'd like to put it on your tv stations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can i do that and so they'll sell them the the ability to to overlay that and i said and from our angle because we are we've got all the programming information like the the kind of the imdb of of tv programming information some Somebody could be watching the show, see that there's an actor on there, and they can be like, okay, who is that? Go to actor information while, while you're watching the TV show. You're not going to the internet. It's just it's on your TV. You'll have the ability to click over actor information. Who is that? Lou Diamond Phillips. What was he in? And then you, you know, click over and see you know, IMDb-type credits, that sort of thing, drill down in, in those different levels. And as those those little you know you've got a 70 inch screen on your 70 inch screen the tv show that you're watching is probably going to be reduced down in size so that it takes up maybe you know two-thirds of the screen but you're watching this on you know the other part of the screen but on that other part of the screen while i'm watching a tv show that's happening i'm looking at this this information about the actor there's also potentially advertising on that part of the page that is there and it may not be audio visual but i may be getting um a a little a little something pops up that says uh you know maybe it's a a little pizza hut icon or something it says yeah hey watching tv order a pizza now ten dollars off or something and all of a sudden you click on that and and then they happen your phone lights up and you you go to your phone and you order the pizza from down the street and boom they know that okay they know that it's eight o'clock and they know that it's uh john m craig and he's 47 years old and he likes his deep dish pizza from wherever and we we've got him he's he's in a he's in a spot right now we know he's hungry <laughs> yeah that uh, that's oops my favorite and i love la bamba i love la bamba i love i love ludum phillips i love his hair i love <laughs> love i love that uh you know i mean i can have him pop up and, and tell me about the yes. pizza it won't be yeah. a real version of him it'll be a digital version of him and i'm just like how the fuck do i disable all this shit why am i watching regular over-the-air tv why <laughs> am i not watching a program i like to watch my programs they're very specific and so for you though when you're pitching and selling all of this to some of these uh these people you said there's that company that bought like 235 um of these low power stations and some of the bigger ones like are you dealing to with regional people or someone from that bigger company like how is it working like how autonomous are these stations i mean obviously it depends depends on the size of the group and all that but yeah what like what's your pitch and how how open are these people to understanding what the heck you're selling them well, that's part of our the challenge is always trying to figure out who's who at any one of these places, and they, and they all they're all different. Now, the guy that I spoke to today, 
he is the uh, chief operating officer, and he, he said, you know, this is, uh, I'm, I'm the only person making this decision. We don't give any of the power to the people at the local level. And I asked him a lot of questions about how that works, and they, they have a, what they call a hub, a hub or a hubbing center that is in Miami. So all of their uh, national advertising that they're selling and regional advertising that is, is going on is handled through an office in Miami. They have offices in New York City uh, on Park Avenue. Just uh, he said his back door is right next to Trump Tower, so he's uh, he's right in the heart of Manhattan. And uh, so they've got part of it going on in Miami, and then their actual um, from a technology side, a lot of the distribution and a lot of what happens on the back end of their their networking. That is uh, out of Little Rock, Arkansas. So, um, but he's the guy that that runs the the um, makes the decisions. And so, in that case, you got the right guy. I got the right guy this time, which is sometimes that's a know, rarity. Well, it, it's hard. It, it is hard to do, and then you end up with companies that. Uh, another large company, and he and I talked about this other large company, that uh, they have a, an environment where they have a lot of stations as well. Most of their stations uh, are, I would say, they're about two-thirds full Class A high-powered TV stations, the secondary company, and they have about a third of their uh, stations maybe are low power. So a little bit inverse of what this this guy's company was like. But he asked me, he said, they used to be, when he was describing the second company, he said they used to be in a situation where they had a lot of senior vice presidents and you would try to get somebody with an, uh, with trying to find out who was the decision maker, who's going to figure out all these things. And you had a lot of people that uh, could gather information and maybe tell you that they're a part of a committee that is trying to figure out how to do this. And uh, there's a group of people that's involved with this, but nobody was really uh, in charge, in charge, or able to make a decision. The decider, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, sometimes that'll happen in companies where you'll have sort of it's 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 like middle slash middle upper management heavy. Yes, and just yeah. be like, uh, who's who? Where's where's the buck? Where yes. who's got the buck? Where's yeah. it stop? What's going on? <laughs> And so, just, so yeah. how often though do you walk up at these things? Right, you're trying to identify who people are. Like, do you have your own booth? Are you making rounds? A lot of times when we do these things, we do have a booth. But for this event, because it's kind of weird, they they do. It's I'm not saying this runs the way most of these events do. They have a lot of breakout uh, um, prayer kind of things, and they they kind of try to roll it into sort of a. Uh, I guess more wholesome at a, uh, atmosphere, something maybe than some events. Uh, you know, a lot of times things will happen until on the show. They'll have showroom floors and things like that. And at five o'clock, the booze comes out. Everybody drinks for an hour, and then they uh, everybody takes off for uh, dinner, that sort of thing. And then you, there may be a venue that everybody is kind of aware of. That uh, hey, at uh, ten o'clock tonight, if you go back there, there's probably you know, you know a few dozen people from the event that are at least that are hanging around and you know mingling and drinking and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but uh, this is just not that event because they're the national religious broadcasters and if they're drinking they're probably drinking in their room alone <laughs> right, right because they're alcoholics and they don't want anyone to know no because it's a different kind of thing they're drinking the uh, the blood of christ yeah. and that's okay okay because yeah, they're worshipers exactly. they're believers and and so but how often do you walk up to someone and uh, they have no idea what you're talking about and they're like they have no idea who you should talk to about that thing 
usually that's the case. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more often than not, it's that. So they've got these color coded. They've got these. They got your lanyard thing with your name on it, and they have these ribbons. And I figured out that the ones that are red, if the red ribbon, those are TV people of some sort. But so I'll just walk. I walked up to a couple of people this morning. I said, "Hey, I see you're in television. What, what do you, what do you guys do?" You know. And then um, there was one lady I talked to, and uh, she's a content provider. She does. Uh, she is putting together some sort of programming stuff for religious TV. And uh, she's, for me, is not somebody that... You know, she's useless to you. Yeah, I didn't. I was I was almost going to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's nothing personal. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're going to wait. You, you can't do anything for you, and she can't do anything for you. Uh, exactly. You know, vice versa. Unless exactly. you, for some reason, there was a click, you've done something in your life, and then maybe you can connect in some way about a job. But highly yeah. unlikely. Yeah, sometimes you'll talk to people and they'll be like, we do, you know, we sell equipment and uh, it's kind of related in a way to what you do and maybe we should walk around together and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, you just got to you just gotta keep keep asking people, hey, what's up? How are you doing? What's, where are you from? What, what, who, are you, who are you with? That kind of thing. And um, generally, they, they want somebody. If you're at one of these things, you don't want to stand there by yourself. They want somebody to really do approach them. And uh, so you just talk and uh, it's it's pretty apparent. Um, you know, within the first, you know, 30 seconds, whether when did you get down there? Today is Tuesday. Um, (sighs) yeah, you got down there in what Monday morning, yesterday morning. Yes. Uh, And unfortunately when you live in a place like Cedar Rapids, Iowa, direct flights to a lot of locations are are kind of a, a rarity. So, um, my employer decided that, uh, we'll, we'll put you on, um, there's a small airline, Allegiant airline, that uh, runs in this area and uh, the minor carrier and uh, we flew Allegiant and got here Monday. Um, what time? What time did you uh, leave? You said seven a.m. flight. Yes, and so we're we're actually at the hotel by by noon. It was big enough a big enough hotel though that when we're at the airport, I was going through the airport. Was we were headed out for the uh, to check out uh, the. Uh, you know, ground transportation and see what we're, how we're going to get to the hotel. And they, they had the shuttle to the hotel and they also let you check in to the hotel at the airport. So I got my uh, room key and all that stuff was checked in at the airport as I uh, grabbed a shuttle pass thing, which was kind of cool. Mm. And, and when did this, when did this thing start? How many days? Uh, well, it's uh, actually, we found out that a lot of the stuff that's going on right now is, is kind of insider stuff. They've got a lot of, uh, they've got a lot of, uh, meetings where they're voting on um, on uh, like o- officials within the organization and things like that. And so it's not really germane, but there are there are people that are walking around. So I, like I said, I did have a really good conversation with this guy this morning, and uh, they're there. But the main thing really starts this evening. They have they have a uh, sort of a mixer thing tonight. And I, I have no idea what that's going to be like, but it won't. I don't think be the thing where there's big carts of alcohol that they roll out. I'm just guessing. and how how. <laughs> Uh, much to your dismay, no alcohol. Um, <laughs> what what time? I mean, how many of you went down there? Just two of us. Me and this uh, this uh, other guy that I work with that uh, has a similar position. So mm. yeah, is is it the sweater guy with the glasses who uh, politics and knows everything? No, not that guy. This okay, is good. Okay, another just want to make sure it's not so that it's, guy. It's, yeah, it's it's working out all right. He's he's. Uh, we have different food tastes. Um, I was uh, last night trying to talk him into go to a, this uh, certain place that uh, it was it was a sushi place, and he need not a sushi guy. So um, I had to I had to kind of come to a compromise and you know, work some things out. But uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. 
this morning sure. he he's not a kind of guy that wants to uh wants to work out i got up this morning and uh we walked around for a little bit then i went and found the they got a great uh spa exercise facility here so i went into the uh, gym and i did uh, a little bit of running on the treadmill and uh, uh kind of worked out a little bit did a little of that those big uh, battle ropes i did the battle ropes for uh not very long are you talking were, about the really heavy yeah like ropes that you go yeah, where you go alternate arms that thing is intense yes i know i was like i you can know. do this and i was like i did it and i thought oh this is not bad and then after yeah 45 seconds i was all right i'm done <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so, i haven't done those much but uh when i was in one of those uh not quite crossfit classes where it's like you're just you're doing uh you know what, what do you call that we're doing circuit training yeah and you're doing going from station to station, and then you're doing box jump, box jumps, and then you're doing squats, and then box jump and squats. While someone else is, you know, on a rower and doing that, so you usually go between two different exercises, and mm-hmm. it's intense, like an intense sixty seconds, and then another intense, and then you do three, you know, circuits of that. And then I remember getting to those things, and I'm like, and the one at this place where I was doing it, you had to do the, the those heavy ropes, whatever they're called, and then you had to do, you know, when you're when you're uh, training for like football and you've got that thing where you slide it you know you put your shoulder on it, you gotta push the damn thing so you get real low to the ground and it's like it just every part of your body <laughs> and then it gets harder and harder it's just like if you're weak and as you get a little older you start thinking i might i might pee a little if i try to <laughs> i do that too much i might, might might have to pee a little bit but <sighs> yeah it's yeah, it's okay you know so no it was, it, it's been uh, it's been good so i, I kind of wandered around did some stuff uh, here and there without him but we're gonna do the uh do the deal tonight and uh, see how that goes i don't know when are you done when are you uh, out of there I don't leave until Friday morning, which just seems like it's going to be a, a long, long time. I don't know, but uh, I'm here. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. So, you know, you can do what you're going to oh, do. Wow, you're there until Friday morning, huh? Yeah, and that's because of the Allegiant flight. There's only uh, a very limited number of Allegiant flights, and uh, so they uh, just decided to, to cheap out on the tickets. So that's kind of the way I'm, way I'm seeing it. That's, that's what, that's what went on. I, I, we could have got down here, you know, with uh, probably a different uh, s- situation, but it would have been more expensive. How many? Flights. How many? Wait, how many connecting flights? Was just one? None. It was a direct flight. No, Cedar it was Rapids, a direct flight. Cedar Rapids, Nashville. It's it's a direct flight. They, it's it's uh, this you know small carrier. It was a decent enough plane. Uh, I don't understand though how um, you know the. I don't understand how bigger people fly in these planes though because they they, they really <laughs> when you're three across and you got you know your nose is practically hitting the freaking thing in front of you uh, i don't is it's it's uh right and you don't have to be tall to hit your head on those uh compartments that barely fit anything as a standard right you know, uh, right carry on Yes, and so the guy that I'm with, he's he's. Uh, I'll just go ahead and tell the story. I was I was not going to, but I guess I will. So so I didn't ask. It's not on me, guy. You work with. Yes. He uh, he's uh, uh, he's had some uh, some health issues. He uh, uh, he uh, a couple. I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, a couple of years ago, maybe somewhere in that range, he was uh, in some sort of a situation where he was actually st- struck and he got hit by a truck. Ooh. And uh, didn't 
didn't die. He made a mis- he, he he made a comment uh, last night uh, at dinner. He said uh, that he would tell you if you ever are uh, in a situation where you get hit from a truck, the best thing you can do is to try to convince whoever hit you with the truck to drive over you again and just finish the job. <laughs> So he's a motivational speaker who will teach you from his tragic thing that turned his life around and made it better. No, he's not going to go to the sushi restaurant. And you know what? Because if I almost got hit by a truck and I've never had sushi, guess what I want to do? I'm going to fucking have some sushi. You know what? Because I could die. I should have died. Wait a second. He didn't say that out loud. He said that out loud. He said, (laughs) was there any sense of self-deprecation and joking or, or he's like, this shit fucked my life up more than it already was. Oh, it's, it's totally fucked his life up. So he, he also, said he gained gained weight so he's he's got kind of he's got issues with that and then they the they so there's a major back surgery thing that went on when that happened he's got metal stuff in his in his back and uh so it, it he's had a tough time so he was he's also i don't get this with all that going on uh we get to the airport he, he checked his bag which i understood so he, he got on the plane he did have a um a, a backpack with a laptop in it which he seemed okay with and then um when we went down and we got his bag, it was one of these giant fucking leather, uh, old school, you know, those foldable garment bag things where that you could put like five suits in or something like that. You know, one of those things that folds in half mm-hmm. and, um, probably, probably kind of heavy just if there was even nothing in it carrying it around because it's got this leather thing going on leather and can and real heavy canvas but mostly leather um thing made by lands End. so uh anyway he's got that and he lifts it up and he starts walking with it and i can tell he's he's wobbling he's, he's not doing well with trying to carry this and i go and i said should we get one of those uh, okay the way the you got to walk a, a, a ways about it's probably about a quarter mile when you're at the national airport to go out to get to the shuttle so you got to go out and sort of outside and around a corner and into this parking garage and it's a ways and it was raining and 45 degrees and he just didn't look stable so um i i said you know i i you know i said i don't want to you know give you a hard time or anything but uh i'm not sure exactly how i phrased it but i said you i don't think you should probably be carrying that i said we can get we can get one of those roller cart things and he goes nah, i don't want to pay for one of those things i just, just i'll get it myself and he but he was he really looked like i thought he was going to fall over and and um he, he looked like he was having a really difficult time so i said just let me carry your bag for you so um i had a rolling suitcase so i take one of his bags and i put it on top of my rolling suitcase so i can uh take that you know his, his backpack with with that that part of the uh, stuff i was carrying then i took his bag and i was carrying that and i started taking off uh, towards the towards the shuttle so he's behind me he's got nothing now i'm the sherpa he's carrying nothing and i've got all his baggage and mine Mm-hmm. and i'm i'm rolling along and it's raining and i'm just i'm just trying to get there you know and uh i didn't even think to turn around for a little bit and when i finally did turn around i got to, to a spot and i turn around i don't see him so i thought where the fuck is he at and it's like i don't what there's a lot of people uh, you know it's it's busy but i'm looking around looking around looking around then he comes around the, around the corner of this place and he's walking kind of stooped over and uh, he just really looks like he's having a tough time so was he winded Yes, yes, and so um, I went w- went back with the schlepping all the stuff. I, I'm I'm headed back to figure out what's going on. I come back and he's and then I see his pants are all wet. And uh, what do you mean they're know, all wet from being sweaty? From like his knees were were wet because uh, it was raining. It was raining, but he had he had actually stumbled and and like fallen. Uh, oh. Uh, 
And oh. I didn't, yeah, I know. And I didn't know. And he said some people had helped him up. And I said, well, I said, should we get like a, we should probably get like a wheelchair or a cart or something like that. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He's going, I'm fine. I'm fine. I know there's, Ooh. there's no, yeah. So one of those things. So I spent a lot of time last night telling him, don't be a hero. You know, you don't have to, you know, apologize to anybody or worry about anything. If you need, you know, some sort of a cart or assistance, or if we need to, they have actually scooter rentals in this place. It's so big right. and everything, right. everything's got, got ramps and everything. I said, just rent a scooter, put it on the company tab. They, you know, they, they, you know, they, they'll be fine with that. And I was like, you know, there's no problem. And uh, so I still hadn't talked him into that, but uh, I was, uh, yeah. So having that conversation with them, which led to the, just get, you know, if you get hit by a truck, make sure they drive back over you and finish the job. Uh, <laughs> I mean, does the guy have a sense of humor about anything? Yeah. I mean, is he like, yeah, a, yeah he does. Or does he, it just seem like that there's this dark cloud thing that follows him? I think there's a dark or cloud. Somewhere I think between. I mean, again, I mean, I imagine you guys you don't hang out that much. We don't. And I found out things last night. Uh, I he, I knew he was married, but actually, he and his married he, he and his wife, even though they're married, they they live in separate uh, locations. She's uh, lives. He's like few, the polar opposite of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, don't get hit by a truck. Um, He's, you know, he's like I said, he got hit by the truck. He gained oh, weight. He's, I think, he, I don't think he sees uh, his uh, his situation with his mobility and his overall health. I don't think he sees it, that getting better. I don't think there's any optimism with that. And so I think he's just kind of resigned I mean, to the fact. Like that I, I can't, I can't imagine that. You know, I, I mean, I, when I tell people I had a stroke, whatever, I'm, just, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't know. And again, I just, I don't know if I'm just lucky. Like, I'm not the most active or fit guy. You know, I can always stand to lose a few pounds, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle something like that. Right. Because yeah. it, it would be real easy if you were taken out of commission by a something like getting hit by a truck for a long time, how could you not gain weight? How could you not change your fit? You know, because it's going to affect you because you're yes. sedentary. You are going to, yep. you may be bedridden for, is that what you say? Bedridden? Yeah, stuck in a bed. Probably, yeah. yeah for many bed, bed, bedridden. Yeah. You know? And so I, I don't know, but even though it's just like, yeah, I guess you still have to work. You still have to pay your bills. You still have to do all these things unless you're full on disability. And then that comes with the price. Uh, yes. So I'm just, it's fascinating to me that is he, is he a sales guy? Is that his job? Yeah, he is. He is. And How long uh, has he been at the company as long as you have longer? No, he's been around a couple of years. Um, and uh, <laughs> did I you know that. much about him? Did you know prior to this trip? Did you know he was hit by a truck? I knew of it, but I didn't really hear much of the story. I asked mm-hmm. him more questions because it's the first kind of one-on-one time I've really had with him, uh, you know, so I asked him more stuff. And, and I asked him last night, I said, "Would you know, I said, are you trying to work for a certain period of time until you're eligible for some sort of like, you know, like a Medicare thing or are you, what, what's going on? And he said, he said, well, if he said, if I got full-time disability, I'd take it. I said, well, mm-hmm. you just, kind of fell down in a parking lot, you know, where you weren't really trying to go very far. Mm-hmm. I, said, what, yeah, I said, if you talk to a physician, you know, would they list that kind of thing? Or how does that work? And he said, I'm not, I don't know. And he, he was going to, I suggested, I said, if you talk to a physician, I said, if there's, if you need witnesses, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I, I, you're I, not the guy because you didn't see him. I, I didn't see him. I, I left you. I left you. <laughs> I left Re- you. Yeah, if the zombie apocalypse comes while we're down here, sorry, buddy, you're not going to make it. Um, sorry, back. You, you fall and I have your bag and all your stuff, so I'm leaving with it. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he in his sixties yet? I mean, is he approaching? He's sixties. Like, yeah. So yeah, he is. Okay. So he. Oof. Uh, and how long ago did he get hit by a truck? I think two, two or three years ago. Did you, did he work at the company when he got hit by his truck? Or you don't know? So, I, I, okay, so he's been with the company for about two years, and it okay. was maybe a, a year or two before that. So maybe it's been three years. Okay. All right. Yeah, something like that. Because I would imagine with the company your size, it's not that big. If he was hit by a truck, you would have known about it at the time he was hit by a truck, <laughs> yeah. right? And if you didn't, then you really do not give a fuck about anything or anyone you work with. You're like, I just want to get home. Uh, um, Don't park in my spot. <laughs> So wow, yeah, that's uh, so. So it's it's not, it's it's not. You're so you're in Nashville, Nashville, pitching yeah. r- religious broadcasters. So it's limited alcohol, and you've got a colleague who's not too mobile, but real stubborn about it, and wishes that that truck had backed over him until he died. That's exactly what's going on. Fuck, <laughs> man. Okay, so I understand how you were able to carve out some time in the middle of the day to. T- Record our podcast. To record a podcast. I'm hiding. <laughs> I was going to thank you for doing that, but uh, I think you should because <laughs> it's like an escape. The days must feel so long. <laughs> so we're going through the restaurants here, and I'm like, okay, so this one has, they got sushi. That looks good. Nah, I don't eat that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, you don't eat sushi. But what about, like, do they got, there's another one here. It's like Japanese, Asian. Nah, I don't eat that kind of stuff. All right, so uh, what about, the, here's a Mexican place. Uh, uh, that's kind of spicy. I'm not sure I like that. <sighs> I'm like, dude, you're killing me. You're killing me here. You're killing me. But, hey, listen, I, I haven't had I haven't had uh, fish in a few weeks. I, I don't know the last time I've had any fish, and I haven't gone full vegan. But I've I've very limited dairy. Um, it's hard to avoid. And I don't believe that I'm difficult when it comes to going out. I still like certain foods, and I'll, I mean, but going full vegan though, going out to restaurants is depend. It's got to be a nice, fancy restaurant that it, that may have one because even a lot of the salads have have stuff in it. But man, that's gonna yeah. be real challenging. You don't have to go out to eat with the guy every single time. But what do you feel like? It's sort of like well, let's you're trying to be a good citizen, good citizen with the dude because you're traveling together. So here, here's what I already told him tomorrow. I said, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow morning, I said, uh, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to probably going to go work out. And I said, tell you what I'll do. I said, uh, there's, a, there's a Cinnabon here. I said, I'll go get you a Cinnabon, uh, you know, roll thing. And uh, I'll stop by, uh, there's a Starbucks right by that. I'll, I'll get the Cinnabon and the Starbucks, and I'll just knock on your door. I'll leave it by the door, okay? Because I'll be up early. That way you don't have to, you know. So what that does for me is it enables me, I can go hang out in the morning and do my own thing and just, I'll drop that off. And, and you know, was he be, cool with that? Was he like, thank you? He was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be really good. So, and it gives me, a, like you said, and if I want to go eat, you know, uh, whatever, some, um, whatever I find for breakfast, I can just do that because, right. <sighs> yeah, right, yeah. And I'm not saying it's, it's the worst thing in the world, but, uh, we, we still, well, the, so the one day after we had these, the first day we got here, we had the conversation about, uh, place to eat. We ended up at this Jack Daniels restaurant, which, um, actually was good. But if, uh, if you were a vegan at the Jack Daniels restaurant, you would have been shit out of luck because there was <laughs> everything there mood uh, in a major way, or it had whiskey involved with it. But uh, hmm. and I'm not drinking alcohol right now. I haven't not had any alcohol since like January 24th, almost a month. 
almost a month, huh? When does yeah, it, something did, like that. Anything, yeah. anything brought that on for sure? No, no nothing no? specific. I didn't have a moment, an incident. I think I think my weight, I think going to my doctor who happens to be Muslim and not a big fan of alcohol, yeah. um, it wasn't just going to him. It was getting on the scale, the weight, and just thinking like, yeah, I'm not getting any younger. I don't necessarily find that much joy in, in drinking alcohol. You know, I, I don't go out a lot. I mean, I'll yeah. drink with, you know, Susie and I will have a drink. You know, she'll have a martini or two, you know, uh, once a week, you know, and when I'm over, you know, she'll make me some and it's fine. But I'm like, I don't even want to go out to dinner. I, ha- I actually had a mocktail. She and I went out to dinner this weekend in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. You know, that's where Yale is. Mm-hmm. We went to the, we saw Mark Marin um, perform. How was that? And uh, I'll get to it. I'll get okay. to it. Yeah. He. Um, so anyway, so so uh, she and I went to a restaurant called Heirloom, which was uh, in a Yale building. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a dorm or residence, a hotel, but there was like a lobby with some like art gallery for the students. You know, I saw. Mm-hmm. It. And uh, and and so they they I didn't notice it. I just had some water, and and she ordered her um, martini, and and then. At one point, I saw something on the table that showed these cocktails. So I had like what was the equivalent to, I forgot the name of the company, but apparently there's there are these companies that are popping up and there are bars and restaurants in like New York City that are serving lots of mocktails. They're just as expensive, but they replicate the taste of, in my case, it was like a Moscow Mule. So you yeah, know. Moscow Mule, gin and tonic, those kind of things. That, you yeah, know, could, yeah, there were some more fancy ones like that. Like there was also one that was closer to a dark and stormy, and you know, and, and so anyway, so and and it was fine. It 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 almost tasted salty. I really mm-hmm. don't know what it is, and I, I it's just one of those things where. But I'm like, I don't know how much I paid for that drink, but I'm like. Eh, it's not because there was no alcohol in it. I just whatever. I just don't want to do it right now, and so it doesn't mean I won't drink again. I just I'm like meh. I just want to do my best to focus on you know eating better and moving more and keeping my weight down and feeling better about myself. And I don't know that uh, you know having you know two or three drinks while recording the podcast is best for me um, because I'm going to share more and uh, and I'm I'm like and then I'm gonna we'll finish it an hour and then I'm gonna be like ah, now what. You know, then what? Then you take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, or I'm going to go to bed. You know, but so anyway, so so we were up there, and uh, yeah, we went to see Mark Marin, uh, who, who was performing. I think he did Rhode Island the night before, and then he, uh, uh, it was Saturday, Friday night. We saw him on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he he's got his uh, comedy special uh, coming on Netflix on. Um, March 10th, I believe. So all of the material he did during this comedy special, he was good. You know, I mean, there was there was no question that the, most of the people that were there were fans that knew him. You know, or in a case like like me, like 
you know, someone, you know, bringing Susie who knows who he is. She thinks I'm obsessed with him. I'm like, I'm not obsessed with him. I just happen to listen <laughs> to his podcast and like his podcast just because we have a similar look and the similar level of anger doesn't mean that I identify and think that I'm Mark Marin just because I have a podcast. Like, you know what I mean? He's not my hero. You know, I, I, I see the flaws. I see that she's like, he seems like he's really angry and I don't think I would like him. I'm like, okay, well, great. Um, And <laughs> so he had his opening act. Dean Del Rey, uh, whom he's become friends with, um, open up for him, and he was good. And he was funny, and then um, yeah, Mark Maron was it was, I think what I expected. Uh, yeah. You know, it was doom and gloom, Trump kind of stuff. You know, and sure, and uh, a lot of the stuff that he talks about on his podcast, but in the form of comedy, right? And and uh, but he had some bits that were more more comedy bits, and not you know talking about the end of days. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was good. It was fine, you know. So um, I I told you that I had r- heard or read somewhere that he has a inordinate uh, uh, group of followers. That I guess at his shows that are, they they say he sells more single tickets than any other comedian uh, to shows, and the majority of them are men. Or there was it was a lot of single look like single dudes there. Were there couples? What what did the crowd look like? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was hard to tell uh, because we got there. After his opening act started, the show, the doors opened at 7. We got there a little after 8. We were already in the town. We had plenty of time, but we were enjoying our dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It was it was hard. I mean, like when I first, and our seats were up in the uh, balcony, and uh, and it was already dark in the theater. Okay, gotcha. So while walking up, I saw some people. There were like some fat bearded dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And uh, then there were, I don't know, there were there were plenty, there seemed to be plenty of com- uh, couples, or uh, I did hear uh, a, a, a handful of women around me laughing quite a bit at some of the material. Um, it, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd go. I, I enjoy his. Uh, yeah, I listen to podcasts all the time too. I, I enjoy his comedy. I think uh, more th- when it's structured, and he's doing. You know, he's got the. He's doing the. the his act. It's better for me than when he's just whining in general. Well, so he. <laughs> he. So when he. So the way he. He uh, does his. Creates his act. The structured act, yeah. is by whining on the podcast. And going to the comedy store and working on material as it develops, Tightens right? It like, up, not that it he up. doesn't, not that he doesn't write. My understanding is what is that he is work. It's a work in progress. Sure, and it gets to that point where, after X amount of time at the comedy store and here and there, if he's in New York or wherever he is, where you can do a set, you know, whether it's ten mi- ten minutes or whatever, twenty minutes, is then he builds that all up to get his hour fifteen, hour twenty. Right. And I think that's what he performed for. Now, some of the stuff in the act, it, it seemed like it was, you know, bits that were because he already recorded his comedy special in L.A. at the end of last year or sometime. I don't know if it's sometime October or whatever. So this was like the the last he the last time he's going out and performing this material. But you could tell that because he already recorded his special, he is he's he's working on some new stuff. Yeah, you know, they, they get like, to that like, point and that, and, and 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 it's sort of 
it'll be interesting to watch it. The last time I saw him perform, um, whenever the Boston Marathon um, bombing was, because it happened to be that same weekend, maybe that same night, uh, right. he had a comedy special called Thinky Pain, and my friend Craig and I happened to go to go see him. And and it was a, I think it was a Netflix special, but I'm not sure. I never watched it. Right, so he recorded two shows the same day to get that you know it's it's not smart to just record one show because if something didn't work out for whatever reason you want to be able to cut between so um i think for a chris rock special they did one where they did multiple shows and they actually cut it where he's wearing different outfits in it i don't know if you saw that i didn't see the full thing but i kind of remember watching one of these things and i'm like that's weird you know Uh where he's in the middle of the same bit but he yeah it was. I think it was just a creative device. I'm not exactly sure why they did it because it's so right. easy to just have them wear the exact same clothing, yeah, and to light it exactly, you know, in the same venue. But I think they were doing something different with that one. But uh, it was good. Um, you know, I mean, nothing necessary to write home about. It's just like a, a lot of like for me, like a lot of rolling chuckles. You know, mm-hmm. um, then I don't know, nothing mind blowing. No. But it's all very competent, uh, very good at what he does. I mean, his take on who he is, he he did he does have a thing about how he is, um, you know, he'll be walking his his level of celebrity, which is something he talks about all the time. Where it's like he's he's known, but if he's walking down the street, you know, it'll be like one dude will be like, oh, it's Mark Maron, and then there'll be two other dudes, no idea, and then they'll have that conversation in front of him. And he's like standing there and he's like, I really don't need to stay for this conversation, but he stays anyway. And then he's like, you know, and he's like, eh. and then I got to get out of there. And later that night when we were out to dinner, you know, it, it's sort of like where he's explaining, like he still, he knows where he is, but it still, I think kind of bothers him in some way. And at one point he went off on Joe Rogan and, and Susie seems to think that I listen to Joe Rogan. And I'm like, no, I don't. Not that I have anything. You know, I just don't like a, an hour and 45 minute to three hour interview. Mm-hmm. From anyone, right? You know? I think Stern's an ingra- uh, you know a great interviewer, and I like listening to his interviews. And with if you cut out commercials, like the longest he tends to do is about an hour and thirty, an hour and forty with someone, and that's long, but it's broken up a little right. bit sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And and so, but if you go into the app and you listen, and you know, I I think that for a straight up interview, it, an hour and a half is about. I don't care who the person is. I don't care what their story is. Right, especially with celebrities, because they tend to say things the same way, answer the same questions, because they're so locked into that. Sure, right? yeah. you tell your story, you know. So, so you know, so uh, so, but he ripped on Rogan. He he was making fun of Rogan, Rogan's podcast, this whole thing. And he, if you think about it, be like, eh, there's there's jealousy, no oh, question. Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. I I think Mark Maron's net worth worth is it's in the millions, but it's very low. Whereas Mark um, Rogan's uh, net worth, I think, is over five hundred million. Right. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure, but I think he's one of the, you know, more successful stand-up comics. Not because well, of his stand-up comedy, but because of the podcast. He's okay. So on the stand-up side, he's been going out with Chappelle, and they've been selling these fucking Who has? joint. Rogan. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he and yeah he and Chappelle are, are yeah doing doing shows together. It, it says and his the, net worth is only fifty million, but I thought it was higher. 
I think it's higher. I think some of that stuff's off because they said last year, just last year alone, they they said his podcast created uh, did thirty million. Is what they they uh, estimate the which is all advertising stuff. Hmm. So it's got to be higher than that. He's been doing nah, he's been maybe not. Of, I don't know, but it, yeah. either way, it's over twenty. If it's over twenty million, that's fairly high. Yeah, he and Chappelle are doing shows. They're, I mean, I, he, as far as comedians go, he's not my he's, his style of comedy is not usually what. Yeah, it's not my thing necessarily. Some some of the bits he does are are, are kind of funny, but it's not my thing so much. I like uh, was, uh, like Tom Papa is, to me is much funnier than Rogan, but um, that's a different style, mm-hmm. uh, different thing that he does altogether. Uh, but I, I get why people like him. Uh, I think you know, and I get why Marin doesn't. <laughs> it's kind of you know. I can see, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it to to me though. I, I I don't obviously. I don't know Mark Marin. Um, I listen to the show. I don't pretend to know him. Uh, and that side of any level of of anger, jealousy of any sort, I don't think it's good or healthy in any way. No, I, yeah, I, I really, and, and again, I don't know that he has it. I don't know that it still exists, but I, uh, you know, in his past, it seems to have had a negative impact on relationships in his yes. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so like trying to understand that and reconciling. And, and listen, I, I'm, I, I found out like this weekend, I, I realized that I have an anger problem and I have issues and I don't know where it comes from. And I don't, just, and I, and I, again, having nothing to do with his show, but just the, my this behavior. Weekend? Yeah, this yeah. weekend you realized it? it well, well you- I mean, no, listen, I, I didn't, I, I didn't <laughs> realize it this weekend. I've known it for a really long time, but putting it aside, it's, it's, I don't, it's, it's like, why, why would I react? that way to that thing that small thing that is meaningless why what is it why it's not about being right i don't know what it is and 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 it's like fuck that scares me and oh how did i no there's people that are that walk around angry all the time and then there's people sometimes that just maybe bottle things up for a long period of time and then something there's some triggering whatever that goes on and then uh, they lose it uh, i think i do that occasionally in fact i know i do that where mm-hmm. there's, there's this more i think and then later i'm like why didn't i just uh, deal with that and like you said in a I, it wasn't worth reacting the way i did why didn't i deal with that in a you know in a more healthy fashion or just let it it let it go um and i think maybe there's people that uh as you at least for me or the way i feel like and i'm not saying uh that uh, i shouldn't work on things because i should um but i should just try to make sure i spread those out as far as far as possible apart as i can and maybe avoid it altogether eventually but yeah well i i think part of it is i i Maybe I have avoided um, relationships that um, uh, and avoided situations where I am not present and react to really dumb, stupid things. Because if I just react to dumb, stupid things when I'm by myself, no big deal. It's just me, right? But I would say that that negative energy, negative reaction, even when I'm by myself, has a negative toll on my mental well-being and my, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's sure. still going to affect me, right? Yeah. And so, and then how I carry that through the world, it's just, so it's sort of this, you know, so I can meditate at home by myself and be, that's fine. I don't know if I even need it right now, but I'll do it. But it does, it's not like I carry that positive, calm energy anywhere else 
Like, I navigated the world like a fucking chicken with his head cut off. Like, what the fuck is up with that guy? That guy's intense. I didn't know that. Oh, yes, I did. I knew that. I just, I don't know. It's, um, it, it troubles me. <laughs> it troubles me. Yeah, yeah I, I can, well, I think that's, well, there's the first step. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like, I, like I know anything and should be giving anybody advice, which I, I absolutely should not. Um, well, I think you could give yeah. advice to a guy who thinks that the truck should have run over him and until he died. You know, I think, again, that that guy, I think, I think you, but again, not full advice. Like, I understand where you're coming from, but even the smallest, you know. It's it's weird, though, because sometimes, okay, so like he's, if he's in, uh, he's got a lot of pain. He's got a lot, I mean, there's a lot going on there. I'm not saying give it up and, and uh, you know, put a rope around your neck or anything or anything like that. But it's it's hard to know what you can say. I think that's encouraging without sounding like you're being trite or kind of an asshole by dis- diminishing what they're going through either. So that's where I struggle. I'm, I'm like, uh, geez, I, all I could think of to say was, you know, Hey, uh, there's no shame in, you know, if you want to, yeah, I can push you around here in a wheelchair. If they, they've got them here, well, you can get a scooter. I just told them, I said, oh, we'll both get scooters. It'll be, you know, it'll be a gas. We'll just, <laughs> we can race. <laughs> anybody with anybody. And I said, anybody that's walking will be able to catch us, but we'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to joke a little bit. I got to throw in that because that's, you know, I'm an idiot. That's what, what I have to do. But, uh, you know, I just was trying to let him know that uh, it's no, it doesn't. I would rather see him uh, in a in a, a scooter or something than falling over, and, and uh, it makes no sense to. Yeah, and he could have hurt himself uh, even further you know, by with the fall. Of, of course, of course. Yeah, and that's how that's how that's how shit gets broken. That's why we can't have good, nice things. All all those things. Yeah. Ask for help. That's what that's what we should do. Ask for help. So. Um, the cats, did they have anything to do with the anger issue? No. No. Do they, no. Do they know? No. The do children, they, do they know? yes. The cats, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, no, the cats are cool. I mean, like, they're, they're, they, they sleep, like, 85% of the time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.